Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I am so excited. I cannot believe that over 100 of you are signed up for L&D Career Summer Camp. Uh, it is absolutely insane in the best way possible. I am so, so, so excited to see so many familiar faces in the registration list as well as so many new faces. I have been working on the lineup today. I've been working on the graphics. Um, I just get giddy every single time. So if you are not, if you are not already in summer camp, if you're not enrolled in summer camp, what are you waiting for? Uh, right now it is $199 for 30 plus sessions. Um, we have over 20 speakers, 30 sessions, also including um, wellness too. So it's not just around strategy. We're going to be focusing a lot on strategy. We have personal branding. We were talking about overcoming imposter syndrome. We're looking at finding your niche, resume bullets, uh, building your network, finding a community, all the things, right? We're going to come building a portfolio. I'm just kind of going through in my head. I don't have everything in front of me right now. There's just so much of it. Um, so we're going to cover all the strategy, but we're also going to cover wellness. So we're going to have people coming in um, and doing some workout classes for us. We're going to be doing meditations, um, journaling, all of those things. Because when it comes to your career, whether you are an active job seeker, a passive job seeker, someone just kind of even considering what your next move might be, it's a full mind, body, and soul experience. And that's really what I want to bring into this is that every single session that you're going to be in is going to be an experience. You're going to walk away having completed something. Uh, one of the things I don't like about a lot of kind of modern day conferences is that uh, you walk away with information, which is amazing, but you walk away with so much information how do you apply it all? And what I want you to be able to do is in each se session, walk away having already applied something. So it's not something that's going to go on your list. It's something that's already checked off your list. Um, if you're like me, person who adds things on just to cross them off their list, uh, you will love uh, L&D Career Camp. So um, come and join us at summer camp. We'd love to have you. Um, if you go to theovernighttrainer.com, there's a whole tab on about it on my website, and we'd love to have you join us. All right, let's go into today's episode. I had so many different topics that I wanted to talk about today. My brain's just been like flooding with topics lately, but I really, this this came up because earlier this weekend, I think, I think it was this weekend, I started seeing not even a resurfacing, but continued surfacing of posts around career career seeking especially for for folks in L&D and what I what started to come to my mind is that so many people are operating and are giving advice or taking advice and operating like it's the job market of 2021 
And the reality is whatever we did in 2021, the reason why it all worked so well (laughs) is that, uh, you know, and we look at all the different strategies that were used, it's because the job market was in a different place than it is now. Now I will say the LED job market is hot. So there are every single, every single month they keep track of the open roles in the LD space and the greater LD space. And every single month I'm seeing more and more roles being added. So that's a really, really good thing. However, there is more competition. That's just the reality. Um, there's a little bit more saturation. I don't think it's overly saturated, but there is more competition. And the the job market has changed, but many, many people are still operating as if it hasn't. So I'm seeing lots and lots of advice out there that may have quote unquote worked in 2021 because everything was kind of working in 2021. (laughs) Like it kind of didn't matter. Like, I mean, obviously it mattered what you did, right? That was an important part. Like, you know, you can't just like show up, you know, hand in a resume that says hire me and all of a sudden people hire you. But all these different strategies worked because there was a demand for workers and there was, you know, a, a supply out there. So, you know, the reality is it, we workers and employee employee employees we could really get away with a lot of things and so what's happening is i'm seeing so many people operating in this more old mindset and what i mean by that and i did a post on this on linkedin but i i, I want to come on here because i like to verbalize myself y'all know that uh but I want to come in here and kind of talk about these old ways and this old school advice that's out there and why that's not working anymore. And of course, I'll tell you what we can do instead. Uh, But I want to start off with like the old way people would say to like find a role. And the first thing I see a lot of people say is pick one or two job titles you're interested in and stick with it. And that advice makes my blood freaking boil. Like even right now, I'm just like, oh, like I, I hate that advice because the reality is when we look at job descriptions in the learning and development space, no two job descriptions are the same. So right now, if you were to go on linkedin.com slash jobs and you were to type in instructional designer, the first three roles that popped up there uh, popped up for you, I guarantee they're all different. They're all different. They all have different scope. They require some different pieces of technology. Some might be leaving, leaning heavily into facilitation. Others might be more on web design. Some might focus on the learning management system as well, right? There's this whole amalgamation of what people would call an instructional designer or a trainer or an L&D program manager, right? There's no consistency and that's okay. We're not the only field like this. If you looked up marketing manager today, the same exact thing would happen. So we are not, we're not unicorns in the sense that we're the only ones who have this problem. It's just the reality because every single job description is written for what that company needs. And they're picking a title that is going to best cover it, but it still isn't going to be the exact same job that you're seeing over and over again. So what happens is when you pick one or two job titles and you quote unquote stick to those, two things happen. One, you narrow your focus so much that you are missing out on so many roles out there that could be even more aligned with what you want to do. It just happens to be called something else. You know, I had a client of mine who was exclusively looking for instructional designer roles before we started working together. And once we started working together, she really opened up and expanded her search. She found what her learning and development niche was. We'll talk about that in a little bit. She found what her niche was and 
it opened her eyes to all the possibilities that are out there for her inside of her LED niche. And she ended up becoming, her title ended up being this like learning enablement, learning enablement manager three, right? But if she was only searching for instructional designer, she would have never found that job. And so it's so important to not pick one or two job titles that you are interested in. That is the worst, I'm telling you, it is the absolute worst advice out there. It is the worst advice. And it just, it narrows your focus. It allows, it means you miss out on so many other opportunities out there. And at the same time, you then start to cast this wide net in those two job titles. So at simultaneously, you're narrowing too much and you're casting too wide of a net because each one of those jobs are essentially different jobs, right? If I'm applying to instructional designer one, two, and three that pop up, those are all different jobs. So now I'm just casting this wide net that might not even be aligned with what it is I actually wanna do. It's just called what I chose. And then we, the other thing about that is we get caught up in, in the, the sunk cost fallacy, right? Of, well, now I've spent all this time looking for these jobs. Let's say that you choose instructional designer and customer success specialist, right? Let's say those are the two job titles that you choose. Well, what happens is I see some people have spent all this time focusing on those two roles that they're like, well, I'm in it now. And I've been looking at those for this long. I just got to keep going with that. And so it, it, it just, it just, keeps going and it's this hamster wheel over and over and over again and people wonder why things aren't working for them. The other thing that this does is this then oversaturates job description and job uh, job requisitions that are out there, job openings. What I mean by that is when people just choose one job title, let's say they choose instructional designer. Y'all know I love to pick on that one. Um, when we choose instructional designer, what happens is then people go down the list and they'll apply to every single job that says instructional designer. Even if it's a job they don't want, they're not qualified for, it's not the right skills, not the right company, they'll still apply for it anyways because they've picked that one or two job title at titles and they have to you know apply for it. And so that saturates now and now we have a thousand applicants applications for a job when really, really, it should only have 200 or 50 or 10, right? And so everyone's shooting each other in the foot, including themselves, by picking one or two job titles and then just spraying and praying when it comes to applying. So very, very old school way, very old school way is picking one or two job titles. You end up casting a weird wide net while also being very narrow and missing out on opportunities. It is not a good place to be. Okay, the other old school thing that comes next in this is making these resume around your job titles. Again, I'm just like (laughs) about this because the reality is if you are and not only making your resume around these job titles, but then updating your resume. So let's let's actually talk about both of those updating your resume for every single job you apply for, because, again, you've picked these titles, you've created this quote unquote master resume And what you're doing is every single time you are applying for a new role, you are updating your resume for those specific job bullets. Here's what this is doing. And I'm telling you this from a lens of, I have been an L&D hiring manager. I work daily with L&D hiring managers. I coach L&D hiring managers. I am looking at resumes daily. Please listen to me. (laughs) Please, please, please. Here's what happens. If you are 
copying and pasting essentially if you are if you are buzzword keyword grabbing you are crafting your bullets to match the bullets inside of the job description you and a million other people are doing that same thing so when i look at your resume there is nothing different about your resume than the other 15 that i just looked at because you all are following the same old school way and operating like it's 2021 or and like honestly like 1970 and translating and taking your your resume and catering it and tailoring it that's what we're looking for tailoring it to the specific job when you do that you are doing absolutely nothing to stand out and every single thing to blend in i have clients wonder why i have submitted all these applications and i've tailored all of them why haven't i heard back because there is nothing that is differentiating your resume from the 25 30 50 100 200 that they just went through. So until they see something that's going to actually stand out to them, they are not going to call you for an interview. So if you're wondering why your resume isn't working, if you are not getting interviews, if you're wondering why your resume isn't working, most likely it's because you are tailoring it to every single job. We need to get to this place of this more modern 2023 version where we are finding our niche. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but we are finding our niche and we're creating this resume around the skills, the interests, and the values that we have, and then finding roles that share that. Now you have this one and done resume that showcases your secret sauce. And I use this example all the time. So y'all hear me talk about this, but years ago when I was hiring for an instructional designer, I went through, as the hi- I was the hiring manager, our, our recruiting team, I don't know what they were doing, but they didn't look at resumes. Um, and so I went through every single resume. I think I had over 200 resumes. This is several years ago now. 200 resumes to go through. I personally, as the hiring manager, went through every single resume, every single one. And I will never forget where I was sitting. I was living in Marina Del Rey, California. I was at La Madeline, uh, right across the street from our... Uh, from from our apartment, I was going through resumes, I was drinking a matcha latte, and I remember seeing this person's resume. And what stood out to me the most is that not only did they have, you know, experience in content development and, um, you know, instructional design, those type of things for the most part, what they put on there that made me go, huh, was they talked about their creative writing skills. Now, until that moment, I didn't know that that was a skill that I actually would love to have on my team. And it was a skill that none of us had at that time. And so because she put that on her resume, in addition to the other things that made her qualified for the role, right? I'm not saying that you're going to apply to like all of a sudden be an astronaut, right? Like, let's be realistic here. But this was a role that she applied to, she was qualified for, but what made me A, want to interview her, and B, ultimately hire her, was that she had this set of secret skills, secret sauce skills, that made her stand out amongst other people who had the same exact quote-unquote instructional design skills that she had. But if she didn't have that, right, if she just copied and pasted the job description like everyone else does when they apply for roles, she wouldn't have stood out to me. And I don't know if I would have interviewed her or if I would have hired her. That's the reality there. So when you are updating your resume for every single job you apply to, because even though the job title is the same, the responsibilities vary from role to role, you are blending in. You are doing nothing to stand out. It's so, so, so important that you start flipping the script rather than trying to fit in 
how do you find roles that fit you and apply to those roles? It's a big mindset shift. It's a huge mindset shift, but it is the mindset shift that will land you a role. Absolutely 100% land you a role. So the other part of this, and I kind of mentioned this before, right, is that idea of the more jobs you apply to, the more interviews you'll get. Couldn't be further from the truth. I've talked about this probably on 50 podcasts so far. Um, I had a podcast early on with uh, a recruiter, and that's one of the things that we talked about was the fallacy of the more jobs you apply to, the more uh, the more interviews you get. It's the rule of averages does not apply to this. Again, like I mentioned earlier, when you are spraying and praying and hoping that something sticks, right, you are wasting so much of your own time. You're wasting so much of the recruiter's time. You're wasting so much of other people's time. And it's this really bad cycle. Trust me, if there was anything that I could change, if there's anything that I could scream from the rooftops like I'm doing right now in my office um, but if there's anything to scream from the rooftops is stop applying to jobs based on said job titles right stop spraying and praying stop throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks because you're not only ruining it for yourself but you're ruining it for everyone else too right you're now you're now clogging up the system whereas everyone if everyone focused on applying to the roles that are the most streamlined and aligned with them their skills their interests their capabilities their values roles within their niche essentially then there's going to be fewer like fewer applications and that's okay right and but now you stand out more right and even if you are applying to roles that have a thousand a thousand you know applications still do that especially if it is aligned but the more jobs you apply to does not mean that it's going to be the more interviews that you get the more jobs you apply to especially if you are updating your resume for every single job you apply for the more jobs you apply to the more heartache you're going to feel the more disappointment you're going to feel the more you know you're not going to hear back from you know a hundred hundreds and hundreds of of companies i work with my clients and focusing on i have a post coming out on this um I have a post coming out on this, maybe on threads, if y'all are on threads, uh, or LinkedIn, maybe both. But it's okay if some weeks go by and there's no jobs for you to apply to. That's actually a good thing. I always say that that is a good thing. That means that you are aligned. You are looking for roles that are aligned with your niche and you're not just applying to any and everything. So I want you to think about or if you're someone who is just applying to roles based on job titles, applying to roles, and you're like, ah, oh, I guess I could do that, right? That to me, anytime the well, maybe, I guess I could, those are, to me, those are kisses of death, kisses of application death, because A, there's not a lot of excitement going into, into it, right? So talking about from an energy perspective too, when you write your cover letter, when you rewrite your resume for the 10,000th 10, time, right? It's it's going to show, right? That, that, that exhaustion's going to show. So rather than applying to hundreds and hundreds of jobs, we're really gonna focus on keeping it within your niche. So we'll talk about the, the, new, the new way and the more aligned way in a minute. The last piece that I see, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier too, is like the, the keep on keeping on, right? The going around and around and around and around and hoping something sticks. And that will cause major job search burnout. And I notice people who operate in this old school way, picking one or two job titles, making a resume around those job titles, updating said resume for every single job, applying to hundreds of jobs based on, on job titles. What I notice is these people burn out so much faster. And you are spending so much time on this process. I always say if your job search is a full-time job, you're doing it wrong. Your job search should never be a full-time job. If you are in an aligned state, 
this should be something that maybe you're spending an hour on per day. Um, that's something I'll be doing this again probably like October, but uh, inside of my, my the sprint, which is a 30-day challenge, I challenge people to focus on their job search one hour per day and give them one activity to do per day within one hour. Because if it is taking you longer than that, if you are spending three, four, five hours a day on your job search or eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or 40 hours a week, you are doing something in an old-fashioned way. And that's just not the way that people are getting jobs right now. I'm not saying you have to be this like creative person that makes a cake and shows up to, you know, the office and says, hire me and like jumps out of the cake, right? Like that's not what we need to do. But there is an aligned way, right? Like you, you lose out on these aligned roles that don't have the same titles and you just spend hours and hours going around in circles, rewriting your resume and your cover letter over and over and over again just to hear crickets. And I want to get you out of that. And most of it is a mindset shift, right? We are we are conditioned that this is the way to do it. I bet you if you pull 50 videos right now on how to create a resume, they're all going to tell you to tailor it to the job. They're all going to tell you that. And you can spend time doing that. Trust me, I will say my way is not the only way. This is not the only way. However, this way is the most aligned way. And what I've seen from my clients over and over again, the more we can be aligned, the easier this process becomes. And so if you want to choose an easier path, choose the aligned path. And that path feels challenging sometimes because it's counterintuitive to what is jammed down our throats. Again, I saw it over and over again this weekend on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, pick one job, tailor your resume, all of those, all of those old school ways. But we're not operating in old school worlds anymore. We're not operating in a job, an L&D job market that supports those old school ways. So let's talk about the more aligned way. The first foremost thing to do is you have to find your L&D niche. Now, this is not picking a job title. I had someone say to me the other day, like, is, is picking, is, is, is landing your, is finding your niche is that picking a lane and sticking to it? And I said, absolutely not, right? Finding your L&D niche is owning the whole freaking highway, right? It's not about picking a lane and sticking to it. It's about, A, being open, like from an expansion perspective, but it's about taking a look and saying, what are the lanes in my highway, right? What skills, what interests, what values do I have? And what what roles, being very, very, very open to what roles fit inside my box. And so now what's happening is rather than before when we talked about the, the narrow yet broad scope, you now have a broad yet narrow scope, right? You're, you're open to so many opportunities, but within this framework of your skills, your interests, and your values. So it flips it on its head completely. And what this does is it gives you a North Star. When you know what your L&D niche is, it opens you up to opportunities, yet still gives you direction. Now, what you do with this from a resume perspective is you create one niche-aligned resume that does not get updated for every role you apply to. One and done. One and done. Maybe you're tweaking a little headline. Maybe, like, as, as you grow, here's the thing I talk about with updating resumes. Your resume should be updated as you grow and develop. So even within the process of job searching, right, what happens is as you go on interviews, as you meet more people, as you have networking conversations, 
you're going to start to grow and evolve as a human, which means you might get a better vernacular. You might come up with a better, you know, uh, example. That's the time to come back and play around with your resume. Your niche might evolve. You might find out that, hey, I'm really, really passionate about this after having talked to this person. Well, now you might say, okay, great. Now that my niche has evolved, how can I incorporate that more in my resume? That's when your resume changes, but not for every single job that you apply to. Because if you are changing your resume for every single job that you apply to, that tells me that you don't know what the heck you want. <laughs> you really, really don't because you are you are so open to just changing who you are and what you've done for any job opportunity, that is not alignment. Alignment is saying, here is my niche, here are my skills, my interests, my values, right? The impact that I've brought to other organizations. I always say your resume is a snapshot, it's a marketing document of what you want to do next through the lens of what you've done in the past, right? It's not a copy and paste of the job description. And so when we're able to create this niche aligned resume, when you see roles that are popping up for you, if you're if you look at that job description, you say, wow, okay, my resume doesn't align with this, that's either that that it's either one of two things. One, that role, that role is not in your niche. And we can say, wow, that's gonna be a really great role for someone else. I don't need to clog up the system for that. Or you're like, wow, this role is really intriguing. Why haven't I seen this before? Here's all these things on here that I'd love to do. If those things are not already on your resume, that to me is a little bell in our head saying we haven't either found our L&D niche yet, um, or it might be time now that we've learned some more things or seen some more, been exposed to more, it might be time to go back and reassess our L&D niche. So creating that niche aligned resume, it does not have to be updated for every single role you apply to. Again, going back to the example I gave of that person who was looking for you know, an instructional design role, they wanted to utilize their creative writing skills. And when I saw that on their resume, that was a differentiator for me. And I thought, wow, we could really use someone that has creative writing skills for the projects that we're working on. But again, if she would have just not put that on there, I don't know if we would have even interviewed her. So because her resume was aligned to who she really was and the skills that she brought to the table that she wants to use, that stood out to me. The last way to make sure that you're that you're in alignment and you're operating in this more 2023 mindset is to only apply to roles inside your niche. So I'd already mentioned this because it can be the hardest part because we have this urge to spray and pray when it comes to job applications, right? We have this urge to just apply for anything that has a title that sounds like what we want, a salary close to what we want, right? Especially if we get into that kind of panic mode. It's really, really, really important for us to bring it back and ask ourselves, is this role inside my niche? And if not, let it go. Let it go. It is okay to not apply to that role. And what happens is people will say like, oh, well, it'll be good practice or um, I'm going to apply to that. And it's okay if I don't get it. But you get the rejection and it, you're not okay. You're not okay. Because who likes rejection? Right? We don't look at it and say, oh, okay, well, it's great. No big deal because I don't even want that anyways. We say, shoot, I didn't even want that anyways and I still got rejected. Right, So it does not help our well-being to just apply for the sake of applying. Like I mentioned earlier, I have clients who sometimes go a week or two weeks without applying for a role because there are no roles aligned with their niche that week. And that's okay. Sometimes there's 10 roles. I get people ask me all the time. I think pretty much every client I've ever had has asked me, how many roles should I be applying for each week? And I say the same thing, however many roles are inside of your niche. That's it. Could be 25 this week, could be zero, 
could be two, could be 10, right? However many are in your niche, that's what you want to go and apply for. So with this aligned way, there's no rinse and repeat, right? So what happens is when in the old school way, we're rinsing and repeating, we're on their hamster wheel and we're just doing the same thing, right? What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? You're you're updating your resume every single time. You've been doing that for a year and you're not getting a not getting interviews, okay? You're doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. So, rather than being on this hamster wheel, when you look at it from that more aligned way, you be you now are on a forward trajectory. It doesn't mean that we don't ever go back and we reassess. I I have this graphic that I I show my clients where it's like this figure eight, but it's moving upwards. I know you can't see me because I'm behind a microphone, Um, but I'm doing it with my hands where it's this figure eight, right? We're figure eighting. You can do it with me right now. Make a figure eight with your finger, put your pointer finger out, but keep moving your arm upwards, right? And what happens there, right, is we're still on this forward trajectory. Doesn't mean we're not going back, reassessing, reevaluating, making tweaks where we need to make, right? It's not saying, one and done, tattooed on my body, never changing again. But we're able to to look at it in this way of, hey, there is an opportunity to reflect, to tweak, but we're continuing on this forward trajectory. When you do this, right, when you operate from this place, you become very clear on what it is you want and confident in what that looks like. So clarity and confidence in my world go hand in hand. The more clear you are on what you want, the more confident you become in what that looks like. And honestly, y'all, that is the real secret to landing your next L&D role. That is the true secret. When you can show up with clarity and confidence, you are going to land your next L&D role. But without the clarity, it's very hard to be confident. And so we need those two things. So I encourage you all to take this in, to audit and assess where am I operating from a maybe a 2021 mentality and how can I start to think more about a 2023 mentality? And of course, if you, you're you ready for it, you're ready to make the change, you want support on this mentality on the 2023 way, you are more than welcome to come join us inside the L&D Career Club. Uh, that membership is here to help you all. Uh, it is a six month long access uh, membership access. Um, we'll walk you through everything I talked through today, plus a lot more, um, as well as support you as you as you land your new role and and uh, be there for that too. So we'd love to have you join us. That membership is open and available, so you can feel free to go to theovernighttrainer.com/ldcc for information. Or if you have any additional questions, you can always feel free to DM me on LinkedIn. So. We are open. We are ready for you. We are waiting for you. And yeah, y'all, let's focus on this more modern approach that's actually going to work for you. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to the L&D Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here 